0: Loading Erica's podcast.
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City,
0: it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host, who gets up close and personal with celebrities
1: from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. We have a great one for you today. I am here with Tam Mudu. He's appeared in the West End. Good morning. I'll tell our audience a little bit about you. Um, you've appeared in the West End as Javert in Les Mis and as Phantom in Love Never Dies. And you just had your Broadway debut recently as Yuri Zhivago in Dr. Zhivago. Hello, Sam. Yeah. How are you doing? Good morning,
0: everybody. Hi, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. In this rainy New Now, your name. name. i got to start out with your name.
1: Yes, your name. What's it, the okay. background there? Like no one's ever going to forget okay. that name. They might mispronounce it. I I think I did a good job. But, no, um, you did a very
0: good job. Very good job. Um, well, basically, thank you. My, um, my my mother's Italian. My dad's Turkish, and um, it's a Turkish name. So, um, but I was born in England. So I'm a bit of a bit of a random mix. Did sort of, uh, you, you grow <laughs> up?
1: Uh, Where did you you spend your whole life? Where did you grow up in England? I grew up actually on the southeast coast of, um,
0: of uh, England, which is near, near Brighton, a place called Hastings, a small little town called Hastings, um, which is right by the sea. And um, then I moved to London when I was about 18 and sort of been there ever since until I got here um, in January. <laughs> so um, now I'm, a, I'm definitely in New Yorker now, so it's all good.
1: So, so, Jan- so January, that was your first time of ever living in New York City?
0: Well, I've been here. I've been. I've visited quite a lot. I mean, I love this city. I come back whenever I can. Really, I mean, I've, um, I've got quite a few friends here, so I'll, I'll make lots of trips whenever I can. You don't, you know, try and make excuses to come as well because it's such a great place. But um, uh, no. But in terms of living here on a on a larger a longer scale, then yes, January was is absolutely great.
1: And you know, you, you've done a lot of work on West End. How is how is Broadway different or similar? I mean, I when I was younger, I. I mean, it was 15 years ago I lived in London for the summer and went to a lot of shows on West End, and it's, I love it. Um, I'm curious for you, how is it different or the same performing there versus here?
0: Oh, it's interesting. I mean, I think the um, the, the energy of this city is so unique. I don't think there's anything quite like it from places I've been, um, and especially in comparison to the West End. You, you, you literally just sort of can stand in time Square. you can just sort of feel it wash over you actually. It's, 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 it's got wonderful energy, the people, the community. Um, I think the, the, the audiences here are a lot more responsive. They, they really sort of get involved and they're, they're a lot more vocal and, and, you know, at stage door as well, and things like that. They did, you know, they really they give like lots of praise and they, they really get into it. And the West End Brits generally are a little bit more reserved and, uh, I wouldn't say shy, but a little bit more like um, a, bit, a lot, a bit quieter, I'd say. Um, doesn't mean to say they don't enjoy it as much, but they're just, they're just less vocal. But I mean, I do, I do think this, this city has a, a wonderful sort of, sort of special vibe to it, which is why you know everyone wants to be here. So. It
1: does, and I, you know, I feel like even <clears throat> in terms of the being reserved, I've seen like over the even the, over the years how it's become even more that way. Like there's these moments where you feel like you're at a rock concert, and it's great. Like the energy is just great i mean and it's obviously like the end of a song or something like that when there's applause, but it's such an awesome energy in new york
0: yeah definitely i mean and they and they they the you know the audiences are very much part of that i'd say i mean that you just have to go through like like I said times square and you see that you know the the tkts booth and, and you know the, pe- the amounts of people that want to go and see shows and this place is like is renowned for musical theater and and i think you guys do it the best and that's why everyone wants to do musical theater on broadway because it's it's so good, and there's such a variety. There's always things going on. It's, you know, like new workshops, new labs. There's new things. That, you know, you try everything. I mean, you had Rocky last year, which is like, who would ever thought that would be a musical? But it is. You know, there's rumors of things like King Kong and, you know, back to the.
1: And it, it is, although things come, things come and they go. And yes, it's a tough, <laughs> as you've experienced, it's yes, a tough yes. business. And it I was a tough. huge fan of Dr. Zivago. I mean, oh, I have to tell you, much. I mean, I saw it on a press night and then I came back again um, because I just, I loved it. I thought the music is just beautiful. Uh, the performances are phenomenal. Um, yeah.
0: Thank you. I mean, Lucy's score was beautiful. I and mean, that was a dream to sing. It really was every night. I mean, she writes she some some wonderful songs. Um, it's, I mean, it's a tough, it is a tough business and you just kind of, it's part of it. I mean, you really have to hit the ground running here because like I said, there were so many, this season especially, there were so many shows that opened at the same time, like within, I think within a within a, like a two and a half week period, I think about 160 shows opened. Um, not a decade, but it was a lot, a lot of shows opened, and you know they're all good and they've all got something to say. And you know uh, it's, it's pre-tourist pre-tour season, so you know it's, it's it's tougher. You know just just before the Tonys, you know it's before all the tourists come here, so you know uh, audiences to probably spread a bit more thinly, and you kind of okay. need those. You kind of need to hit the ground running on shows like this. And it, it, it reviews help obviously but they don't define everything but they do help and um, you know if you tell me it would help massively as well but you know I think it, it was a tough season that's all I can say about it really I mean I know the audiences really liked our show it's just really unfortunate how things turned out but I mean I had a great time and I'm very grateful to have made my Broadway debut as well you know to actually be up here and here finally it's, it's you know like stuff of dreams and, I, and I'll always remember it and cherish it regardless of the outcome hopefully do something else soon.
1: Yeah, no, as, so. as you should. Um, yeah, and it was your Broadway debut, so that is very exciting um, to lead up that cast. But not actually your first time being cast in a Broadway show, right? No, uh, yeah, I've, uh,
0: I've been trying to get here for quite a while, I'm sure. Those of you who know me have, like, know that I've been like, doing a few things, but it's, um, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to get here. And, and the things that are supposed to be going uh, don't always go, and then they get delayed, they get put back, or, or postponed, or, and, you know, it's Sometimes things aren't right to open in that season, so they'll push it back again. And I had um, quite a debacle with um, with the Rebecca saga, and that was another mm-hmm. one I was supposed to do. And, and that was um, I don't know. I don't really have any nice words to say. <laughs> that.
1: Yeah, but that yeah. one is a little more dramatic yeah. too. <laughs> and it was an ordeal. It was,
0: it was an ordeal. It was an ordeal. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I think that's still
1: think. ongoing ordeal. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think it is. I think it, I think it's still. I think they're still trying to get that in but I mean it doesn't necessarily mean to say it's going coming come in or not I mean, it, 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 it's tough it's just a tough tough, tough city you know, you've got to you've, like I say you've got to hit the ground running things have got to be ready because you only get one chance I think on Broadway as well I think if your show isn't um, necessarily up to scratch it's very difficult to sort of keep something going if it's not doesn't hit the ground um, and uh, yeah but, I mean in terms of coming over here like I'm just really pleased to finally be here so that's a great feeling, regardless of that. So what
1: did, and things. what did you enjoy best about playing uh, the role of Yuri Zhivago? It's,
0: uh, the fact that it was such an iconic role has played massively into it. Um, it's, uh, I have really enjoyed the score. I mean, obviously we know, I read the book and saw the film and, and as I was growing up, and, and I'll touch base on that for research material. And there's so much material there to work with. But the music as well which Lucy wrote I mean, you, can't, you can't do a musical without good music and Lucy wrote such a beautiful score but um, it, was, it was very sort of it, it, it appealed to me even more because I mean, we can all it's, when you're doing something like which has been done obviously you know, it's, a great, it's a great book it's a, it's a wonderful movie it looks beautiful you have to have that next element if you can do a musical and you need the music and Lucy's score is, is, was was that for me it kind of like, enticed me to come and do it and some great songs for me to sing some beautiful ballads and duets um, uh, and just to play something that that massive is, is, is always a dream for an actor and to create a role is always a dream for an actor um, as well obviously you have a lot of um, shows which are um, have been done before you know you get lots of and Hammerstein which gets done again and again and, people are in and then you have that whole thing where you're compared to people and when you're originating something there are no comparisons everything's your own the language is your own and you just go on there and just be free and have fun and try and play and and see what, see what, you know, what, what comes of it. Um, so that was a massive appeal as well. I, it, and I had a, a wonderful team around me, the, the and obviously Lucy, and, and my boys, you know, and, and Powers. And, you know, some, some brilliant people there, and the cast were all wonderful. I'd just come back off of um, leaving London, actually, doing um, City of Angels in London, and um, I had the best Which time the show, I think.
1: Yeah, and that was like was at the Yeah, it out, and yeah, yeah, it was a great, that, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and to come from that cast, I was quite quite wary of coming to a new big cast. And I walked, I remember walking into the room on the first um, first day of rehearsals at Chicago, um, and seeing all these people, there were so many people. And I thought, oh, god, this is going to be interesting and different. And then, literally, it was they were the lo- loveliest people. Well, I, they were really, they really are. There's some, something to be said for the Broadway community. They really sort of welcome you in and, and um, make you feel really at home. So, and to be the lead and 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 sort of lead ship, so to speak, was, um, was a great feeling and it was an honor to do it as well. So
1: um, Okay. What is your favorite song from the show?
0: My favorite song from the show is probably, oh, I'd say probably Ashes and Tears, which is when, this the second act when Yuri escapes the partisan camp and heads back to home before he hits the yep. Ice Palace. It's kind of um, it's a bit more up, upbeat and it has it has a bit more like sort of meat to it so to speak. It's 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 got all the anger and all the emotion that you need and and there's a pulse going through the song which Lucy's written brilliantly and has been orchestrated beautifully. So it was that was a joy to do. And it's a bit more physical. I like I generally tend to like the more physical sort of songs where you can kind of get your teeth into them anyway. I mean, I, she, she does write the, the best ballads, but I mean, that, that for me was my favorite to perform every night. Definitely. Yeah, it is a
1: very emotionally intense production. Like, how do you, are you able to just turn it off when you're done? Like, I, does it take a toll on an actor, you know, when you're playing a role that like that every night? It,
0: it does i mean, yeah you have to be you have to be really careful with yourself, I mean it's not the kind of thing where you can then go out and party all night, i mean oh, I can't but i mean not with a role like this i i I'm very very good like that i'll 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 look after myself both physically and mentally and but it is very draining, doing eight of those a week was very very exhausting, but then I'm also the of the sort of um sort of mindset where when I go through, it I try and make have fun as well because because when you're doing a piece which is that heavy and that emotional. And that's um, sort of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What do, it's not draining, but I mean that's a good, 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 good word to use. But it, you know, it does take its toll on you. You have to have, sort of try and find elements of fun. So generally off stage, I'd, I'd be a bit goofy and, and, and goof around and stuff. I remember I'm on the, I was on the floor with the boys and Paul Nolan and, and Tom Hewitt, and they, <laughs> and Tom likes his meditation and Paul's very. You know, like to go in his room and be quiet and stuff like that. So, and I thought, I'm not. not, Well, at the time, I thought I'm not having a year of this. So straight away, I've got like music wearing and really really disrespectful, running up and down the corridor, banging on their doors and trying to light them
1: up. You know, and and,
0: you know, and that's just me. I kind of like being around people as well and having fun. And you know, because on stage, it's it's very serious, and we obviously take that on stage and and you and you try and play the play every day, but off stage I think you need to have that light just to just to balance you out a little bit. I think so. I am a bit yeah. You a bit don't more yeah.
1: Yeah, and you are in so much of the show too. You know, in every in every scene. And it's a long. Sh- it's not a you know. It's not a one hour thirty minute forty minute show. No. It's, you no, know. So no, no, that had to be. I would think just being on stage and doing that all night and running around that's a workout right there. But what do you do? What do you do? You mentioned earlier keeping yourself in you know in shape and in healthy in your voice. Uh, do you have any kind of tips? Um, for anyone listening who's who's in the theater, what do you, how do you do to stay well, healthy?
0: I, I think theaters sort of like moved on massively nowadays. I mean, um, you need to keep yourself in shape. You know, the healthier you are, the more the, more, the less likely you are to go off, and the more you are to, to sort of like be able to sustain notes and and um, and and be and stay healthy. I think so. Like the physical side of things, I think nowadays you'll you'll notice that when you go and see performers that. Physical demands on shows are, are getting greater and greater. I mean, people have got things like Spider Man and all those kind of crazy things. I mean, people are swinging from the ceilings. It's like, you know, so people need to keep themselves in shape. So, I mean, I'll, I love my running here. I've got, like, right by Central Park, so I'll definitely just go and I've abused that daily. I mean, I'd, that place is, like, dr- dreamy for me. And then, you know, people go to the gym. I'll go to the gym if I can, you know, swimming just to keep my, to my, keep my um, sort of, like, uh, physical levels up and then singing it's always good to sing every day and and what people you know don't think about it's like obviously the physical side of it if you keep yourself fit and swimming and things like that it all helps your breathing but when you're singing as well and people here will it's very different from London as well here there's there's a, there's a massive sort of um, market for like people going, people work really hard in this city as well I think and Americans in general it's a, it's a working working nation Like and performers especially they'll go They'll do their um, homework and they'll go to like classes they'll go to, to um, extra um, singing coaching acting coaching they'll do all of that and i don't know where they find the money for it to be honest but i mean it's it's but i mean it's 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 a testament to the you know to the Broadway performer that they'll all do that and it's and it's very much part of like sort of progressing and, and learning they don't it's almost like they don't no one stands still here they're always trying to better themselves which is like, it's totally admirable and i really I found that while I've been here, it's really, I mean, it's, a, it's a wonder really. I mean, Brits do sort of do those things, but it's it's less. I would say it's less less intense. More, yeah, we're uh, intense. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, surprise me. I think me. it's good. <laughs> I, I think it's good though. I think I think it's good, you know, because like people, because it, it is a tough place. There's so many people. There's so many so many people to choose from you know like it's a big it's a big old big old country and everyone in the world wants to come here so you've got to be at the top of your game so if you're not and if you're not then you're not going to get the job so all those extracurricular things are going to help you in the long run i think so um the better you the better prepared you are the, the you know the more in shape you are i think you know there's more likelihood is you're going to do well and get a job
1: what do you do for fun in new york city
0: Ah oh, this city is amazing. Found this fun every every corner. I mean, I'm a bit of a <laughs> massive I'm a massive diner fan. As everyone that knows me knows I love New York's diners. I'm literally if you if you're walking around and there's a diner, you should look in there cuz you've probably seen me in it. Um, uh I loved going to the park obviously. I have uh, lots of friends here. We'll go we'll go out and 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 hang out. I love the West Village. It's a great great place to go down and although probably not today cuz it's going to be crazy. Um Yeah. But um it's yeah, just usual thing same as everyone really people ask these questions I mean I I, I love going shopping I love to just go to the cinema go and see other shows and support friends it's a great city you go to the river. the river the river's just amazing um, there's that wonderful cafe on 72nd, 7th which around there which is just wonderful you can just go out and go onto the little pier and just gaze out onto the, into the Hudson it's amazing there's so much stuff to do here even if you, want to, you know, if you want to be a culture I'll go to the Guggenheim which I love I generally visit every time I'm here
1: um, Me too. There's always
0: something to do. Yeah, it's just, yeah I love no, the Goof.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you have a favorite. crew. Yeah, I follow you on on Twitter. You have a crew of expats that you that you have here, right? You have some some British friends. Yeah, take,
0: we're, we're slowly taking over the city. We're doing that slowly but surely. And when I was when I was at the drama leagues, it was quite it was fun actually. It was like everyone said, "What what's, what's going on?" They're like all the Brits are lined up on the on the on the podium. It's quite funny. <laughs> I was like, here we are. It's a award, it's award season, here come the Brits. Um so uh yeah, but uh, there's a there's a few there's quite a few of us. one of my one of my best best friends is um Scarlet and she's in um uh what's she in uh, Gentleman's Guide. Um this is a mm-hmm. great show and we hang out quite a lot. It's, it's, there's there's lots of, there's lots of lots of Brits here and because and, and, we love it here basically. And for, which is nice it's a two way thing because generally um Americans like us coming over, so that's good. So we're, we're hoping to keep that going.
1: Yeah, Just your <laughs> accent alone. I mean, yeah, you're, you're the well, first. Um, yeah, you're the first uh, British performer I've had on the show, and it just makes me happy. There's nothing like a oh, British good. accent. Well,
0: they, <laughs> Very they, they soothing. We just, we
1: just
0: need to keep that going. As long as that,
1: as long as that stays. I'm, on, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on Team Britain. I'm good with that. <laughs> good. Good. Good, now good. I told. Speaking of gentlemen's guide, you made me think of something because I, I was interviewing Bryce Pinkham, and I told him that he has uh, Broadway's best hair, but you give him a run for his money. Oh, you have thank some you very Great, much. great Broadway hair. What's your hair care routine?
0: Hair care routine. Oh my God. Um, well, I've, uh, up until recently, I had quite long hair because um, I was doing chubba for a while. I ended up growing my hair out, and then it was good for like parts and and. It, it's sort of coming back at the moment. You'll, you'll see quite a lot of people, a lot of the celebrities have all got long hair now. It's quite it's random how it goes through phases. Um, mine, uh, then it obviously has to get cut for City of Angels. Um, my hair care routine. Oh, dear. Um, I don't know. I don't really have one, I don't think. What, what, wash it and brush it, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, make sure it's clean so people don't think... Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I mean... My hair's very th- very thick. I mean, people always joke about you're never going to lose your hair, which is probably true. I'll never go bald because my dad had a full head of hair. Um, my mum's got a, like like a mane of hair, so it's I'm quite I'm very fortunate like that, and I've got a kind of like a nice wave going to it as well. So I feel very lucky to have that. Um, uh, it's uh, and it's it's um, it's very it's very wavy, and, and 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 I can do quite a lot with it in theory. So um, I'm sure it's helpful for the, you know the the, the hair and like um costume and and people designers and they want to do different extravagant things with it but you know there is so Did you have your it's own
1: hair, to, though in Dr. Zivago did I, I thought maybe no, they I had did, a wig I, on you I
0: started yeah I started and then much to my much to my um un-amusement, and they decided to put wigs on me but i mean wigs and, wigs nowadays in shows are like it's very hard to get away from them especially if you're going to do like an aging process or they want you to look a bit a bit haggard or busted or anything yeah. like that, then you, you, you'll you generally find that a wig is going to come on you at some point. But I had, you know, I first half I didn't have a wig and then second half the wigs went on me. So I got, I got half a show of hair. So it's not, it wasn't too yeah. bad.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you guys just recorded a cast album for Dr. Zhivago, which I was, yes, we me and a lot of other people, there was a whole social media trend. Um, I'm sure you saw it, like, really rooting for the cast to create an album. So I'm so happy that happened. Um, yes. What was it like getting everyone back together, you know, after a little hiatus to record?
0: Uh, it was surreal, to be honest. Um, it, was, um, it was it it was, was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was, was hard. It was wonderful to see everybody. When we walked in that first day and uh, we all gave each other a hug and said hello, obviously, and, and then you kind of look around and you started to hear them when we started to record stuff, it made everyone a little bit melancholy and a bit, you know, something like being homesick really. Um, Cause it was so abrupt the way we ended. Um, uh, it, it, but, you know, we were, everyone was so thrilled that we actually had that, that opportunity to actually put it all, all down and, you know, and it immortalized, you know, Lucy's wonderful score. So, so, so for that, we're all, we're all very grateful. And that, that was the, we all wanted, we all sort of came together and, you know, wanted to do a really good job on that. And, and that's that's the that's the aim of the, of having the album anyway. I think so. It's it's nice that we get that opportunity because not every show does get that opportunity. So that's no, that's they don't. And I'm, I'm
1: sure, sure. Was there a period of time when um, you know, you weren't sure if they were going to make one?
0: Yeah, there was. I mean, we when we started, obviously, we all thought this is definitely going to happen. And then as as time goes by, you kind of think, well, maybe it's not. So um, but the fact that we actually did was um was amazing and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what the outcome is actually I can't wait to hear it so I mean I've heard bits and bobs but until um, we get it all down it'd be great and see what everyone's you know and it's one of those as well because because the show has closed I think I'm quite excited to hear what people's response is because it kind of now gets to the point where people have got to imagine what the show is those who haven't seen it you can have to use their imaginations and can sort of picture their own sort of version of Dr. Survivor so to speak so that's quite exciting as well and different you know. Not, and those who have seen it, you know, can enjoy it and remember back to reminiscing what they saw. So it's kind of, it's, I think it's, it will serve a good purpose to be honest.
1: When it closed, how much notice, I mean, you mentioned that it was really abrupt. How much notice did you get? Uh,
0: not very long. I think, um, it was about a week. I think we got in the end. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty quick. It was, I think it was about a week, a week's notice, which is that kind of standard for most shows really. Um, they can be, they can be more generous sometimes. It all depends on how, the, I guess, how the figures look and things like that, and if it's doable or sustainable. Um, sometimes it's, it is. Sometimes it's not. And I think ours was a pretty, pretty standard one, which is a shame, but
1: you know, such is life. Now we have a Twitter fan question. Kendall here wants to know, what do you sing in the shower?
0: Oh, what do I sing in the shower? It's usually cheesy pop, to be honest like really naff naff pop songs i've got quite an eclectic music taste i listen to pretty much everything i like um i'm one of these people as well who likes like really bad music and really good music because i think you kind of need to like the bad to appreciate really appreciate the really good it's the same with movies i'll go and watch like all the the great movies and all the bad movies because i think that's how you know um so there's nothing things,
1: better than pop fess up though yeah. what is it what do you just, sing just
0: just, <laughs> just 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 like naff pop What we'll do always sing things like um they
1: like britney spears or <laughs>
0: yeah i'll get the britney route and i bit of, you know a, like if you want to go cheesy but like you gonna some backstreet boys throw that in there like i could like way back when <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah oh well, yeah. yeah do you remember those yeah exactly of, of course um,
1: yeah
0: um Generally, yeah, generally stuff bye, like that. Bye, I'll, bye, bye.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah stuff, stuff
0: like that. As, as naff as it can be. But I mean, I I, mean, I I mean, remember being quite a big, big Bat Street Boys fan. I loved them uh, and sync. I thought they were cool. Um, so my age now. Um, and then, obviously, like, you know, occasionally I'll sing musical theatre. But, I mean, generally, if we can avoid it, I will. Because it's not, you know, when you're doing it every day, sort of work-wise, you just don't really want to come home and start singing. I'm not one of those people that loves singing musical theatre either, by the way. I'm like, I'll try and, <clears throat> I'll try and um, avoid that and just sing anything other than that. But I'm a massive, like, Johnny Cash fan and, and Eminem fan. So I'm a bit all over the place, really. I love like yeah, I, I
1: totally get that. Mine spans from when I was younger, Marilyn Manson, to of course Broadway. So it's like I don't <laughs> everything in between. That's amazing.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> I
1: think that makes amazing. it probably makes you you know better you know better at your, what you do by appreciating. Yeah, all
0: I think so. Of, yeah, you know, get more different styles and stuff like that. I think it's good. To, I don't think I don't think it can hurt you because like things are moving so fast, especially in the, in the broadway scene. I mean, if you look at things like Hamilton that's coming in, which is like a rap show, so you kind of think, okay, well, if you can do, if you appreciate that style of music, then you're gonna, then it's all good and it's all going to benefit you in the long run. So it's good to have, to be eclectic. I think Be as eclectic mm-hmm. as possible, definitely.
1: What would be your dream role?
0: Hmm. I've always said Sweeney Todd, but I mean I don't know really. In um, for so musical theatre, I think Sweeney Todd is one of the ultimate roles to play.
1: So you like the dark parts? Sort
0: of yeah, they're the best ones, aren't they? Really, let's be honest. Um, mm-hmm. They they always are. They I mean the darker parts are always the more because they give me more to go. More, the more generally the more dark the dark ones are more physical, and I like the physical side, the physical nature of theatre anyway. I think those sort of ones we can get sort of really get down and dirty and get your teeth into the, are the ones the ways to go. Like, I think Chabert's the best part in Les Mis. I mean, I'm sure people are going to be in shock horror about that, but it's just kind of like, that's just the way I feel about it. Um, uh, uh, what else is there? You know, then you've got like something like the Billy Bigelow's of Carousel. You know, you've got, you know, in comparison, that would be a Curly and Oklahoma, who's, like, a bit fluffier, and then you've got Billy Bigelow's a bit darker, so and me, Billy, would win that role, that race, rather. So it's, those sort of roles, have, I think, are more fun to do, the, the sort of darker ones.
1: Is it is it hard for you to um, talk without a British accent? Like, is it when you have to do that? Is it like a, c- a conscious thing, or do you just does it be, just become natural after a while?
0: No, I mean, it's like I mean, obviously nowadays as well with the whole. I mean, I, while I'm here, I'm been auditioning and things like that, I mean I have to I have to throw my American in, and it's, I quite enjoy it actually. It's, it's it's different. It's weird when you when you hear yourself sort of talking in a different accent. You kind of have to get to sort of get your get your head around it. It takes a while. So, for those of you who are doing that, don't be scared. It's just weird. It's for everybody, and everyone will say the same thing. Um, just practice and getting used to it. Um, and just find a good vocal coach, and you'll be fine, dialect coach. Um, uh, British accent, yeah, I mean, I've been lucky. I mean, I, to, to come here and be able to use my native tongue obviously was made things a little bit easier, so people know what I can do. But then to go in for castings and do American, which you, you're always going to need, is, is fun as well. It's just part of the whole acting process, really. So I don't think too much about it.
1: When you sing, an accent doesn't really come. Through. You don't really have to change much when you sing, right? I've just never had to really think about this, but. <laughs> um. uh,
0: and, especially if you're overdoing it. I mean, if, I think if you were in something like Gentleman's Guide, I think you'd probably have to punch the the English uh, English uh, vowels a bit more, probably. Um, but I mean, I have my my, my accent generally wavers. i I'm a bit of a. Uh, 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 I, I pick. I'm a bit of a chameleon, I can pick up things quite e- easily, and sort of my inflections might go. So not all my inflections will be naturally British at the moment because I've been here for a little while. So I'll be wavering on Americanisms, so to speak. So, um, uh, but in singing terms, I mean the the Zhivago thing. I I I generally kept it as as neutral as I could, and and sometimes it's easier. You'll find an American vowel will be easy to sing or, or sounds better than. Because British can sound, if you're singing in British, can sound a little bit hard sometimes. And, um, and we're not going back to the Noel Coward era. I mean, so it's kind of like it's a, you know, things have moved on a little bit. So to make it a bit more accessible to people and they understand what you're saying and more sort of tuneful and nice on the ears, so you might find that some of the vowels are slightly a bit of a hybrid, which makes it easier to sing as well.
1: Question I love to ask every guest, what's one thing you would like to tell your fifteen year old self?
0: Oh, I think mine would probably be believing yourself. Um I when I was growing up I still do. I mean I've always had um sort of issues with my confidence and things. Um I was a very big sports person when I was younger and um I wasn't was pretty good at it and uh, I just never had that sort of belief. And even and even when people told were telling me you know you you have you have all the goods and you can do this, and I just never had that sort of really good self worth and self confidence and it's kind of it's kind of followed me through my life really so I think I think just trust in yourself, believe that you are good enough and that you can do it, and if you work hard, then there's no reason why you can't achieve anything you want to achieve so I think believe is probably the word I use. So that's one word
1: yeah ooh I like that believe just yeah it's a great mantra for anyone at any yeah. age really I think, I think it's so. you know.
0: I, work, I mean I look at things from a very I mean because I, I'm a massive sports fan I grew up with sports I mean I just literally fell into this acting malarkey so to speak I'm very lucky to have uh, sort of fallen into it and it's served me really well and I've been, I'm very grateful for it but I mean I kind of look at things from a I think they're very closely linked actually you know sport and, and performance and the whole the way you look at it and, And I think the symmetry between the two is like things like, you know, the things like believe in yourself and all those sort of things that you hear a sportsman say, I think they're all (laughs) totally relevant to a a performer as well. So for me, believe is, you know, just believe. I think it's it's a great one. It's not like Nikeism, just do it. I mean, you can have that one as well, but I mean, mine would be believe, definitely.
1: And how did you just, how did you feel like you just fell into it? How did you get your start? Well, I,
0: I, was very, I was very late. I mean, I was like 16, 17. I, I remember some friends. I was very much into my soccer then, football we call it, um, and doing very well at it. And But I, I, I felt like something was missing. I wasn't enjoying myself. There was there was a lack of sort of fun because I was playing all the time, so many matches, and I found all, lots of traveling, and it was wearing me out. And I kind of felt like I was missing out on friends and sort of the social part of my life. And I'm now... Hindsight would tell you just to keep with it, you know, and you know, that's what your, the ultimate goal comes later on. But I mean, when you're young, you don't really sort of think of that, so you need to stick with those sort of those those dreams, and you've got to really want those things, you know, you've got to work hard, until the payoff comes later. So at that age, I didn't, you don't know that, and now I'd be able to tell myself that. Um, and I may be in a very different sort of situation now, maybe a sports person. But um, I kind of went to a local amateur dramatic society with some friends, and they said which they went to, and I literally went along and and auditioned randomly and ended up doing a few shows for this local amateur dramatic society things like barnum we did um oklahoma and you know and this this became longer and longer and then then i joined the, um i went and auditioned for the national youth music theater and found i got into that and we did a nice show there and then before i knew it literally i was like i got on, a, got on a train and the next stop was was drama school, and then after that I was in Le <laughs> Mares, and it's just like it's just not stopped. It's been it's been very not lucky, a bad
1: next just, stop, Le Mares. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but it's it's just been it's just random, it's really random. I mean, I, I, you, no one would have predicted that for me at all. I don't think when I was growing up. But um, you know, I love it, and it's you know every day's new and every day's a challenge, and you know I, I look forward to the next project and to see what that is. And, you know, it's the fact that not everyone gets to say they work in the West End and Broadway, so I feel very very
1: Humbled and, and, and very lucky as well. Yes, and we are—we feel so lucky that you have been on oh, Broadway, lucky. and we no, can't wait too. to see you again. Okay. It will happen. Yeah. Uh, you're phenomenal. Hope so. Thank and you very much. It's almost much. time to go, but I have a okay. game that we play called Erica Speed Through. I'm going to rapid fire some questions, and you have 60 seconds to get through them. Are you ready?
0: Okay, go. Yep.
1: Morning person or night owl? Night owl. What do you have? What did you have for breakfast today?
0: Uh, uh, omelette, cheese omelette
1: biggest pet peeve
0: uh people not letting uh people off on the subway first people bumbling on <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> with you on that one three things you can't live without
0: um, my xbox one um uh a uh, 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 tea british tea and um and uh, my running running sneakers my kicks
1: if you had a beta fish, what would you name him?
0: I did have one. He was called Thor.
1: Oh, you did? Oh, I love that. Yeah. New York City or L.A.?
0: New York City. Come on. Seriously. Yeah.
1: Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. If you were going to dinner at Yuri Zhivago's house, what would you bring?
0: I would say bring... <laughs> I, want to say, I could be really facetious here and say bring an umbrella but I won't um, <laughs> people, people who saw the show will get the joke um, I would say bring oh, just because I'm going to be a bit selfish in this bring a really really nice bottle of red wine really really nice right.
1: one please <laughs> and one word that sums up your experience in Dr. Zhivago I said
0: I oh um, sure really like they have on the hurricane hurricane
1: Mm. Perfect. Tam, 60 seconds. Thank you for being on the show today. This is wonderful.
0: Bless you. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: The Dr. Zhivago original Broadway soundtrack will be released on July 31st. You can pre-order it, though, right now at broadwayrecords.com, and you'll get a guest discount if you do that right now. And don't forget to follow Tam on Twitter at TamMoodoo. To all our listeners, just a reminder, we're on summer scheduling for July and August, so we'll be airing shows every other week instead of every week. So go enjoy the outdoors, but take us with you on your run or your walk with your dog. Have a great night, everyone, and we will see you all next week. In two weeks.
0: You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at the Erica Finn Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.